welcome back to another episode of Detroit versus the NFL. I'm your host, Calvin Little, and in today's episode, I will be predicting the Detroit Lions Thursday night matchup against the Green Bay Packers. This is expected to be a fun game to watch and one of the better Thursday night games overall, as we haven't really had uh, some good ones to start off the season. Uh, the Lions will also be in Lambeau, a place they know very well from last season. Uh, a lot of Lions fans showed up to the Week 18 matchup in Lambeau, and the Lions are coming ready, prepared. They know the atmosphere, uh, especially uh, in a primetime matchup, um, and I think they're ready. You know, they're they're training with a short week, but you know they'll they'll be ready for this matchup. Um, and I think it's really important uh, for the Lions to win this one because not only if they win, they take the lead of the division, um, which would be really good, but also um, if they win, it's also more of a statement um, because games like these, you have to win in order to prove uh, to in order to prove yourself to the league and to your fan base that that you can beat uh, some good teams. And I'm not saying the Packers are like elite or anything. But, you know, you can never really count them out of a situation. Um, they'll always be kind of hiding in the corner, uh, ready to pounce, if you know what I mean. Because, you know, last last year they, they you know, had a, had a good finish towards the end of the season to where they became a little bit of a threat, but the Lions took care of him in Week 18. This year with Jordan Love, Jordan Love's looking really good, um, if I'm being honest. And, you know, they're off to a 2-1 start, so they're not... Um, I wouldn't say they're a full level threat, but they definitely aren't, you know, something that you can just dodge. You know, you really got to play your hardest and you really got to beat them, uh, take control of that division, and also just prove yourself uh, to your fan base and to the, to the league that you can beat your division rivals. Um, and I think it's also important for Detroit uh, to get off to a 3-1 and one start, you know, build momentum, take that uh, into home uh, next week against the Panthers. But yeah, just, just build momentum, uh, prove yourself, and take control of the division. That's what this game means for Detroit, and I think that they have what it takes to win, um, and I you know really hope they win because if they do, uh, it's going to be big for the franchise, it's going to be big for the fan base, and it's just going to bring positive energy going on into this season. Uh, so, in order to do that, the Lions, I think, need to really put some pressure on Jordan Love. Um, you know, they did that uh, very well last week against Atlanta, uh, putting up a total of seven sacks. Um, and they have eight sacks on the year, so seven sacks in one game. Uh, that shows that they're ready to adjust to pass rush. Um, they need to do that same thing against Jordan Love really against any quarterback, but with him especially, I've watched him a little bit. When he gets comfortable, he can make some monster throws. So putting pressure on him, uh, getting some sacks, making him you know, not really have time to think about where he's going to throw the ball, that's going to be um, something that defense uh, is going to need to do just to take charge of this game. Um, another defensive thing is to stop the run with Aaron Jones. He's a pretty explosive running back who, if you don't uh, control him, he can tear up the field, and uh, he could be a nightmare if the Lions don't uh, uh, handle him well. Uh, the same thing goes for Christian Watson, their wide receiver. One of their best wide receivers, I think. Uh, I think uh, this is his second year in the NFL, so he's relatively new, but they'll need to lock him down uh, in the receiving game. I think they have what it takes. 
Um, but you know, they, they, it's like, you know, you go into these matchups thinking Detroit has what it takes to lock down Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, but sometimes they just don't execute well. So they'll need to execute well, put pressure on love, stop Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, which they can do. Uh, they just need to dial up the right plays, execute those plays well. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, don't have turnovers. Uh, Goff is on a two-game streak of throwing an interception, so that nice streak he had just went like that within the last two weeks. Threw a pick six against the Seahawks and threw an interception um, against the Falcons. The uh, the one against the Seahawks, you know, you can debate whether it was Gibbs' fault for running a route or a bad throw by Goff. The one in the the one in the Falcons game, that is all Goff. Like there was not a receiver in the area. Um, I he might have been pressured a little bit, uh, so he might have just thrown it up there, but. You know, they did have the lead, so I don't think he wasn't too worried about it. But, you know, it's just like, you know, he can't do that in this game because this game, I think, is going to come down to the wire. Um, and, you know, if, if a pick ruins it, you know, Goff is going to carry that in next week and just sort of have it in the back of his mind. So he just really can't throw interceptions or fumble the ball. He's going to have to take care of it. Same thing with receivers, you know, they can't fumble it. Um, I think that's how on the offset offensive side of the ball they can do their part as well as just having a good performance uh, pounding the ground game uh, having a nice air attack Sam Laporta Khalif Raymond uh, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, even Josh Reynolds all great guys to help you out there uh, Sam Laporta did really well last week 80 yards a nice long touchdown wide open um, overall just making great plays uh, so I think that Goff has plenty of weapons. He just has to execute correctly. Um, so w in terms of players, uh, here's the Lions injury report. Questionable, we have Emmanuel Mosley. Not likely, um, even if he is feeling a bit better. Kirby Joseph, maybe. Dan Skipper, Jonah Jackson, and Jason Cabinda, maybe. Taylor Decker and Vitae, possibly. I think they're looking up. David Montgomery was also looking up. Uh, in terms of playing so questionable is kind of like they're not gonna play but like sometimes they'll be questionable but like leaning towards not playing um so I think David Montgomery and Decker are looking towards playing possibly but like Emmanuel Mosley I don't think he'll play tomorrow um and then in terms of like fully injured uh only one guy CJ Gardner Johnson uh is the one guy that will definitely not be playing which is unfortunate because these past two years, I've seen Detroit, they get a really nice stacked roster in terms of defense and offense, and then the first two games, like, half of that great roster gets injured, which, you know, it's tough because then, you know, you get off to a shaky start, which affects the rest of your season, so I think that's one thing next year they'll have to work in training camp, is making sure that, like, these players stay healthy for as much of the season as they can, and if they get injured, that it, you know, it happens, but they can't get injured at the start of the season because that's just going to really affect your start. Um, so far, the Lions have been handling it well, starting at 2-1. and one. Um, So I think that they've been able to adjust without those key guys uh, in terms of performance, uh, and I think that's mainly because they have good backups uh, in depth at that position. Um, so that's the injury report. I'm overall not too worried about it. So overall, I think the Lions can win this matchup. I think they have what it takes. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun matchup to watch. I think Dan Campbell is improving as a coach. And what it's going to take is it's going to take that Lions defense to lock up that pa uh, that Packers offense. Um, and mainly for the offense to, you know, not have turnovers, you know, score and uh, take advantage 
of early possessions, uh, like if the defense gets uh, an interception, taking advantage of that by scoring. And then when they're in the red zone, you know, don't settle for three. I mean, if you have to, you have to. But, like, you know, you, you can't go in with the mindset of just, oh, we're at the 20, let's just try and get a field goal. Um, unlike they did in the Seahawks where they, you know, just tried to get a field goal in that overtime matchup, which, you know, yeah, but, you know, you got to move on. So I think the Lions can win. I think it'll be a close one. I'm going to be watching all of the game, so it will be uh, a fun one. So moving on to the NFL schedule for my predictions. Uh, I didn't predict any games last week as I did not have a pregame, uh, but I believe for my week one and two matchups, I finished seven and nine. So hopefully this week I'll be better. Uh, so starting off Thursday, we already went over Lions and Packers. I'm taking the Lions. Uh, Sunday in London at 9.30 a.m. So we've got a quick kickoff, folks, so set your alarms. Uh, uh, Falcons and Jaguars in London. This game is going to be streaming on ESPN Plus and Disney Plus as a fun day football where all of the football players will turn into toys from Toy Story. I may watch like 10 minutes of that just to see how like stupid and funny that is. Um, but yeah, so I'm overall happy because like I like love waking up and just immediately watching football. Uh, like, and that's why I like it when it's in London is because of the time difference. It starts at like 9.30. Uh, I am going to take the Falcons in this one. Uh, Jacksonville's offense has not looked very good within the past two weeks, getting blown out by the Texans in week three and only putting up, I think, nine points against the Chiefs. Um, the Falcons, you know, they didn't look, their offense didn't look too good, but I think that this defense and B. John Robinson in the run game will really overpower the Jaguars. Next up, we've got Rams and Colts. I'm going to take the Rams by this one. Only lost the Bengals by three, and the Colts aren't doing so well. Um, off to, you know, a 2 and one start, but I think that, you know, in that week one performance, they did get kind of blown out by the Jaguars, and I think if you look at it in terms of, you know, uh, which team is better, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Next up, we've got Ravens-Browns. Uh, in this one, you know, I think I'm going to take the Browns because uh, they played pretty well uh, in the season to start. Uh, both of these teams at 2-1. and one. Um, Baltimore has been playing pretty well, uh, but I am going to take the Browns. I mean, they will not have their best offensive weapon, uh, Nick Chubb, but I still think that Deshaun Watson um, and their other wide receivers will be able to beat Baltimore. Then we've got Vikings and Panthers. I am going to take the Vikings over this one, even though they're 0-3. Uh, Bryce Young and this offense uh, are actually doing the opposite of what they what I thought they would. Uh, they're getting off to a slow start, but I think that this team, like, after weeks 6, 7, 8, they'll start to get in a groove. Um, so I am going to take the Vikings in this one just because the Panthers aren't looking too good. Next up, we've got Bengals-Titans. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals by this one. Uh, their offense didn't look too good, but neither did the Titans. And overall, I'm not sure that the Titans' defense is uh, very good. Uh, depending on if Joe Burrow plays, though, that could uh, play a massive effect, but I am going to take the Bengals in this one. Then we've got Buccaneers and Saints. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Saints aren't looking too good this year to start off, and the Buccaneers are on the opposite, uh, starting off 2-1. and one. They did get blown out by the Eagles on Monday Night Football, um, but I think they'll be able to recover and get a win against the Chiefs. Now, Dolphins-Bills. The Dolphins are coming off a 70-point game last week, 70-20 to against the Denver Broncos. 
Uh, so this one, I think, is going to be a very fun matchup to watch. You've got two high-scoring offenses, two uh, very good defenses. Um, I am going to take the Dolphins in this one because I think that offense is just very, very powerful with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle as well as Tua Tagovailoa. Um, however, I think it will come down to the wire, and I could see the Bills winning, but I am going to take the Dolphins in this one. Then we've got Broncos-Bears. Honestly, I don't really even want to predict this one because, like, I would rather, like, die than watch the Broncos and Bears play each other in the same game. Like, in this season. Like, the Bears look absolutely terrible. The Broncos gave up uh, 70 points last match. Like, you can tell that this game's final score is going to be, like, 6-3. to three. Like, Man, I, like, I don't even, like, like, they're both 0-3. Like, I don't even care at this point. Like, I don't know why anybody, unless you're a fan, which, like, I don't even know why you're still a fan, like, why anybody, like, would wake up and choose to watch this game. Like, I, I think I'll take, um, the Broncos in this one because, like, Justin Fields and the Bears, like, are that bad. Like, they just can't, like, Justin Fields can't figure out how to make good throws or uh, correctly scramble, um, and just, yeah, I, I don't even, I'm gonna take the Broncos, but, like, I ain't even gonna talk about it that much because, like, it's just such a bad matchup. Then going into Commanders and Eagles, I'm gonna take the Eagles in this one. Washington only put up three points. Uh, against a very explosive offense, and the Eagles blew out the Bucks. so I think when you put a high explosive offense against a low explosive offense, I don't even know why I said low explosive, a low scoring offense and not a great defense, uh, I think the Eagles will get a win. Then we've got Steelers and Texans. I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. The Texans did beat the Jags, but overall, I think if you look at it in terms of who has the better roster, I'm going to take the Steelers. However, um, you know, I do think that the Texans could beat them, uh, if they really, really, really executed well, but I am going to take the Steelers. Uh, th next up we've got Raiders and Chargers. Uh, this one's a bit of a tricky one, not because both teams are good, but because both teams aren't good. Uh, you've got Devontae Adams on the Raiders who wants to leave. Uh, there's a rumor he might be looking into coming to Detroit. Uh, and you've got, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo who's struggling, struggling to lead that team at quarterback and a head coach who doesn't know how math works, uh, had the chance uh, to go for it on fourth down. Uh, they were down by eight, so they needed a touchdown to, uh, and a two-point conversion. I think it was under two-point uh, two minutes left, but instead they decided to kick the field goal, so they made an eight-point deficit a five-point deficit. I don't really understand why they didn't risk it, because if you kick the field goal, you're definitely not getting the lead, um, so you might as well go for it, because that way you have a chance of getting the lead, but yeah, and then on the Chargers, it's the similar situation, except that they have a good roster and a terrible coach. Uh, he went for it on fourth down at their own 20 last week against the Vikings with a four-point lead. Somehow or other, it worked out for them. Uh, but, like, you can't do that in the NFL because it won't work out most of the time, and I think they should have punted. So, two bad coaches going against each other. I'm going to take the Chargers just because, despite how bad their coach is, Brandon Staley, uh, I think they'll have a better roster so Justin Herbert can kind of take control. Then we've got Cardinals and 49ers. As good as the Cardinals are looking, beating the Cowboys... I think they'll get uh, themselves handed to against the 49ers. This is, uh, I believe, their 
in terms of like the rankings they're the highest ranked team in the nfl right now the niners are so i think uh you know they'll they'll beat the cardinals pretty good but you never know upsets happen like last week uh then we've got patriots and cowboys uh i am gonna take the cowboys in this one the patriots aren't looking too good after tom brady left that franchise has just been struggling and this year uh i don't think they're doing too well either uh, then we've got Chiefs and Jets. Zach Wilson has been okay, but slowly declining. And I'm uh, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey back with them now, as well as Chris Jones. So I am going to take the Chiefs in this one. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, uh, Seahawks and Giants. I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Uh, the Giants barely beat the uh, Cardinals and lost to the, uh, what's it called, the Gi the Cowboys. And then they lost to the Niners last week, 30-12. to So I'm going to take the Seahawks, uh, who have a high-scoring offense. So, yeah. But anyway, that was my Week 4 predictions. Uh, we'll finish it off with my uh, fantasy starts and sits. I would start Kua Napuka, a Rams wide receiver. Uh, put up a lot of points in Week 2. Didn't do so well in Week 3, but I would give him another chance. Uh, I would also start Justin Jefferson, obviously, if you have him. He's been putting up 25 points on average uh, for the past couple of weeks. Then I would start Derrick Henry. A lot of people are starting to quit on Derrick Henry in fantasy. I wouldn't just yet. I would still give him a chance. He's still a very good running back. Uh, for my sits, Justin Fields. Uh, he was projected to get you a lot of points this year through his scrambling, but it seems that even his best skill has now become his worst skill, as he would typically usually just do great at scrambling and be an absolute terrible passer. Now he's terrible at both, so I would just sit him. Uh, then I would also sit Najee Harris. He's an okay running back. I think he's decent, but um, I think there are a lot of better running backs out there that you could sit or start um, instead of him. And then I would also sit Joe Burrow because he has been injured and he's not going to be at 100%. However, it is possible that he could be healed by now, so I would just track him uh, day by day. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening in this one. Uh, I'm really excited for this Lions matchup. Uh, as you all know, post-game Friday, and then I will be back next Saturday to start up Week 5. Uh, with possibly a new co-host. I know that uh, my old one uh, left us, unfortunately, and, you know, I've been on my own, and I'm sure it's gotten a little bit boring with one person for you guys, maybe. So I've been looking around. Uh, I possibly found someone. Uh, he's also my age, so it'll be two kids. Sorry if you, like, hate kids or something. Uh, but possibly joining me next week. Again, that's possibly. So uh, he has a very busy schedule. So I've been working on trying to find uh, a date to get him in. Uh, so next week, Saturday, possibly could work. Um, so yeah, that will be exciting. Very excited to bring him on. But anyway, enjoy the game tomorrow. And if your team is playing on Sunday, I hope they win. Uh, so yeah, good luck and enjoy yourselves.